Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. Today, we are joined by Cornell Ladon Jr., owner of Cass Hardware at 5305 North Clark. Cass Hardware and Jr. have been a neighborhood institution since 1978, and they will finally close their doors this Saturday, February 15th, after 41 years. We hope that you enjoy this interview with Junior, Sarah, and myself on location at Cass Hardware, and will join us in saying goodbye this Friday, February 14th at 3 p.m. So we are here today with Junior at Cass Hardware at 5305 North Clark Street in the last week of Cass's opening here in Andersonville. Cass and Junior equally are pretty much an icon in the Andersonville neighborhood and everybody who has walked into Cass would know Junior because Junior you've never missed a day of work is that correct? Yes that's true. That's amazing so you've owned Cass Hardware since 1978 eight years after you immigrated here from Yugoslavia. Can you tell us a little bit about opening Cass Hardware and what it was like back then? Well in that time uh, I have a friend of mine who was a real estate guy and was a neighbor with uh, Kasimir Jakubik, the guy who owned Kassarwa. And he said, you should buy this one because you're a handy, you can fix stuff, you can do this. And I listened to him and I got stuck with the, with the business. But it was, it was fun, you know, the beginning was hard, you know, until you learn the, the business, you know. I come in and uh, I don't know the items where they are, you know. Uh, I look around and uh, my daughter was only about 11. Wow. And she helped me after school. And I teach her to cut keys and everything. And my wife was working uh, still at uh, that time for about five more months. Then after that, me and my wife, we uh, run the business. And you um, opened in Andersonville a few years later, is that right? What was the neighborhood like back when you opened? When I opened, everything was different. The street was not clean. Uh, businesses were, you know, not that bright, you know, because I, I was living in this area since 1970. So I know the streets, I know all the businesses, everything. And... Uh, Slowly, they start changing for the better. Uh, the old man in uh, this uh, 40, 48 was uh, Marion Bolini. Mm-hmm. And she used to stop by. An amazing woman. Yeah, it was really. And I, I know Mike, you know, the son. Mm-hmm. And the kids, they come here, make them keys, and I fix their lamps. And... Uh, then the rest of them, you know, everything was fine, you know, with uh, the album keep changing it, you know. And uh, after that, they improved the street. I think they did it four times already. They do the, the most of them do the sidewalks. And this time was different, it was much better, you know. People, they like it, they, they like the Andersonville, they say it's good place to live to shop and everything and you just started fixing lamps about five years ago right something like that, yeah how did you get into that I tell you I I repaired them before one or two or three for the older ladies 
most of the ladies they come and say, hey, my land doesn't work. So I fix it, you know. And sometimes I don't have to put nothing on there, I just put it together and I, uh, I don't charge them. I tell them, okay. But on the antiques store they come in, then uh, they bring the lamp and then I start working on their lamps, then they send more people. They sell the lamp, which is not uh, fixed already, you know. Then I do the, the repair. But I do a lot of them. And you have a, a relationship with the owner of Brownstone Antiques, right? Yeah. He comes in a lot. Brownstone, Anderson uh, Antique, and Scout. And I have some more uh, from different locations. I got one guy on Lincoln, Robert. He got the uh, two sell stuff and uh, he bring me lamps. I got lamps from uh, different uh, places, you know, from the suburb. I have one from uh, Ohio, I got from Michigan, <laughs> Indiana. They come in. Yeah, and I read that you're still gonna be fixing lamps af even after cast closes. Yes, yes, that's my intention. I don't want to stop because they always ask me, what I'm gonna do now if my lamp is broken? I say, okay, I'm gonna keep the same number, the same telephone number. I'm gonna be on a cellular, then uh, I'll make an appointment and to see what I'm gonna pick up the lamp. And do you have any guess or estimate of how many keys you have made over the years? And I'm just thinking about, you're talking about the Volinis, but I know like my first apartment here, I came here and got my keys made. So just even those like milestones in people's lives and in their families of getting keys for certain things. But do you have any guess? Yes, I did because I started to, uh, to count every month. And uh, sometimes I make 1,000, 1,300 a month. A lot, a lot of keys, a lot of. Yeah, and this and the shop is so packed, and I know you said that you didn't know where everything was in the beginning, but do you know where everything is now in the shop? No, in the beginning, <laughs> no, nothing, you know. I tell you what happened. Casimir, uh, the old man, Polish guy, he opened the Kia Sarbon in 1954. The location was on Halstead uh, and Cornelia. Then he moved here. He bought a building in 1973. And he opened. I remember I came here and buy something from him. Because all we go to our restaurant for coffee in the morning, 10 o'clock, we used to meet poor guys. And I passed by and uh, I bought some stuff from And I remember buying in 1970 one lock from him on and Halstead and Cornelia. But I don't have no idea that I'm gonna buy the store from him in the building, you know. It just happened. And that, that's how it uh, started. But when I uh, closed the deal with him at uh, US Bank, it was not US Bank at that time, and he told me I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you for about five, six weeks to come and show you. You know, the minute uh, he get the money, he give me the keys, he go and sell. He left to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but he come back after, uh, I believe, 40 years. He come back here, he rented an apartment down on Glenwood. And he come and work for me. He worked uh, probably a couple of years. Not every day, two, three days a week. He wants to do something, not to sit home, you know. He was a wonderful guy, you know, and a wife too. 
Very good. Do you have any other favorite memories <laughs> or just even one that you can think of? I, I don't know what to tell you, you know, really, but uh, I, I like to uh, fix stuff, you know, everything. They come with vacuum cleaner, cords or something. They come with uh, electric clocks. Uh, the one with not electric, if I can do it, I will fix it, you know. And they want me to do uh, stuff, you know, then I <laughs> no idea, but I try. Did you did you fix stuff when you were a, a, a little child? Did you take <laughs> things apart or, or try to investigate? Like, were you a curious child? Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> what can I tell you, really? It's it just just happened, you know, it happened to, to do something and every day you learn stuff, you know, it doesn't make a difference how old you are or how young you are, you, nobody know everything, you have to learn. When I was working janitor for uh, eight years, I watched the guys, the plumbing, electric, I don't have no problem, I used to do it in Europe too. But plumber, I stole the business from them. When the plumber come out and work, and I see what he does, you know, that's it, that was the end. <laughs> I did it myself. The real estate guy, they pay me. There's no more uh, plumbing to come in and fix. So is there an Andersonville business that you miss the most? Because well, you've well, sure, the owned people. this business and- All, um, the, all the people uh, over here, you know, I never have any problem with anyone. They're all nice. And I miss the old people. They pass, they die, you know. I know a lot of them. And in 41 years, you meet a lot of people. I used to have a meeting in the corner on Clark and Bourbon. There was a group of guys, and uh, one guy was uh, the beer man, George. He was delivering beer. There's a Hungarian guy living the basement down in Bourbon, and there were about four or five. They come to a meeting every day, and I go there, and I call the mayor of Bourbon, and uh, <laughs> they, I give them names, you know. What did you discuss in those meetings? Well, everybody had their story, you know. Uh, most of it was about, about food. Yeah, Hungarian gulash, Hungarian paprikash, you know, the Hungarian guy, he say, my mother did this or my mother did that. Everyone, they have some kind of a story. There was one uh, guy, Mr. Ben, I call him Ben. He used to come every day. Now the son come home here and buy stuff from me. I miss a lot of, a lot of people, you know, elderly men, ladies. And then the younger one, the, the one there now, you know, and businesses, sure. I know all of them. Well, it seems like you're always working in the shop here since you've never missed a day. Um, but do you get to go out to other businesses a lot? And do you have one that maybe you would want to trade places with in your retirement coming up? <laughs> well, I talked to the, the people in the... Hello. And I ask him. You know, a lot of stuff, and they say, well, you retire, you know. So I, I tell them the truth, you know. I want to retire. I'm going on 76 now. And uh, 
uh, the trouble with what happened with my wife, mother, my mother-in-law, you know. She's 91 and she couldn't stand on her feet, she couldn't walk, you know. She's in bed 24 hours. So my wife had to stay home and take care of her. By myself to run the business, you can't do that. It's impossible. If you don't uh, help people to go and uh, give them what they need, if I have to cut a piece of glass, I cannot unlock the door and go in the back or fix a screen. Or I usually come in the morning early, so I did some job for people. They understand that I'll make it for the next day or later on today, you know. But uh, some of them want right away, and they get uh, upset, you know. I don't want to do that. But I want to quit the truth. Well, we can't imagine an Andersonville without Cass Hardware. I know Laura and I are just a minuscule number of people who we represent saying that we will miss you and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for serving this neighborhood for so long and so faithfully and keeping our doors locked and our lights on, literally. so we're just, we're so grateful. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? I'll thank you for uh, everything uh, you, people that did for me, the chamber, uh, Mr. Osama and the alderman, uh, the rest of them, you know, they were all super people. They come and they help you if you need something, you call them up, they did stuff. And I'm gonna miss the people from this neighbor. But I'm going to visit them. <laughs> I promise that. I'm not going in uh, Florida or Arizona. I'll stay around here because I have my kids, you know. They go to uh, school, college, and high school. And that's where the money go. Pay for the education. I don't have a chance to get an education because I was born during the war in '44 and under the communist system. Uh, the family, they were prosecuted by the communists. My late father, he was two years in prison. He was a farmer, but he was two years in prison. And they take everything from the house. They clear up your house. They're all farmers. They are not politicians. But see, you can't go to school because you are not a child of the communists. So you have to uh, work. And... Grandpa say, the late grandpa say, no more place for the family to live in this country every 50 years is war in Europe. So you have to get out of here. And my father came first in 1966. And uh, I went to uh, the army in 65 and 1970. On January 10, I take my wife and my daughter was about 19 months old, big snow in Vienna. Take a train <laughs> to Vienna and stay there until uh, April 21st, 1970. I arrived in, this, in Chicago. And that was the beginning. After two weeks, I started working up in the floor, scrubbing on 500 North Michigan for uh, six months. After that, I became a janitor. <laughs> Working at the building and don't pay the rent. You get a free apartment. And I uh, I save the money. I keep the money. I always make money on the side every day, so I can buy the food. 
you know, to feed the family. And when I have a check, I put them in the bank. I don't spend. I don't have no car, bicycle. That was good. There's not too many cars in that time of, in, in Chicago. You can ride a bike. Now it's a danger. I will not ride it. <laughs> <laughs> I better walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll thank you for the interview, and uh, I wish everybody uh, good luck and well. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Junior. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. When you're out and about this weekend shopping with love from Andersonville, be sure to stop by Cass Hardware to say goodbye.